0: Welcome to the Innovation Squadcast. If you are looking for a podcast about instructional strategies enhanced by technology, you came to the right place. In our conversations, we will talk with tech experts, share ideas and strategies to help you build your toolbox with tools that you can use in your class immediately.
1: Welcome to the Innovation Squadcast. Thanks for making us part of your educational PD journey. First time listeners, welcome. And for our returning listeners, welcome back. We are so glad that you're here today because we are discussing the shift to uh, of an audience of one to an authentic audience. Again, this is inspired by uh, Doctors uh, Tucker and Novak and the shift the student led. This is a wonderful book that we um, that we enjoy and, and and pull a lot of different uh, resources from. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to be talking about that today because you know we're talking about like creation products and we're talking about what you know students create. We tend to forget about what the audience is. And when students move from creating projects to teachers to creating projects for their class for the school or even the world, the product you get can be different. The project will move from what we call adequate or good enough to sometimes extraordinary when you switch that audience. Students care less about the grade and more about the process. And so in this episode, we will discuss ways for you to shift the audience to empower students to increase engagement and motivate students to go above and beyond. Before we get into all that, let's pause for this week's Tech Tip. This week's tech tip is in Google Slides. I'm picking a template gallery, uh, Google slide, because I like the colors, I like the layout, but I'm not crazy about the font. And I wanna be able to edit that font throughout the entire presentation where I don't have to go into every slide. Google Slides has the ability to do that. And what I wanna do is edit the theme. And so I'm gonna go to top of my menu bar, I'm gonna click slide. In the drop down menu, I'm gonna select edits, edit theme and then I'm gonna get all of my different layouts in there now I could go and lay out and and edit each slide if I want to but in this case I'm just looking to edit the font so I'm gonna click the very top slide and the word theme is right underneath it I'm gonna select that and that's gonna give me uh, my menu uh, options to change and then also the different levels of text to change um, throughout the um, presentation I can change each individual uh, level to change the different fonts. If I needed to do that, I could also select all the different levels that are there. There are nine different levels. Um, and then select my menu dropdown and change the different, uh, to a different font that would then affect everything inside the category. I can also, uh, edit the font sizes to wherever I want them. And also even change the colors, um, inside of that, that will reflect again throughout the entire presentation. I can also select the titles and I can change those titles to select the font that I want. I can bold it, underline it, and again, also change the colors to whatever colors I need for this particular presentation. And then once I click out of that by clicking the X in the upper right-hand corner, I can now go look at my presentation. You can see that the font is changed in each one of my slides as I click through. So that's a quick, easy way to edit your fonts in Google Slides. All right. Welcome back. Hope you guys enjoyed that tech tip. I am Jimmy Cake.
0: I'm Pam Hubler.
1: And we are talking authentic, uh, moving the audience of one to an authentic audience. Sometimes I also call it the audience of many, right? Just increasing that audience can be a a really powerful message um, moving through. And I think one of the things that really kind of cemented it for me is, is this idea of the excitement that students get, you know, and when you're building these lessons and, you know, there's many different times that um, I, I increase the audience and I always come back to, we used to do this museum project, 3D museum, virtual museum project. And, and every year I'm like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to show this one to the school. And the, the amount of engagement from the kids and what they wanted to do at first, what are you going to get when you get mm-hmm. talk to these kids? They're going to be, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to be shy. I wanna, they're very skeptical. They're going to be very slow sometimes to get going this is Um, high school right yes this is high high school yeah yes it's hard to motivate them yeah it is it is and they're going to be really slow to get going and I think what a teacher you know sometimes you can panic in that situation but really what you do is you just let them let them sit in it for a little while Mm -hmm. let them start getting those creative juices going and then after a while that enthusiasm kicks in the excitement kicks in and what you see is them asking for more time and more engagement and coming in during their lunchtime and working on it, coming in before and after school and working on it, right? And so that's when I started to notice the the power of the audience and just how important it can be. And then you, were, you actually kind of introduced us to the levels that John Spencer kind of, you know, um, talked about. Uh, I think it was in his launch book is where he yes. talked about these and kind of, you know, walk us through those levels and, and what, you know, John Spencer said, Dr. Spencer said.
0: Right. He just has like level one as far as like the students reflect and then um, they create private work. they have to start with that and then they go into the typical, uh, sorry, and then they go into level two. Um, which is like a typical semi-private, like, right. you know, teachers, classmates, you know, just those small groups. Um, and then going into that level three, which you would share with other classes. So right. outside yes. of the doors, not yep. outside of school, but, um, or the whole school. And then level four goes into the sharing publicly. Sure. And that's where it really steps another notch and kids start to say, oh, wait, other people are going to see this. Yes.
1: Yeah. You see, again, you see just a tremendous change in, in how they engage in it. Um, you know, another time that we, we use this and and this is where you talk about like the growing and we were in high school class and a group of my kids had come up with the project idea that they wanted to basically be suffragettes. Um, and they wanted to, you know, make the signs and dress up like suffragettes and kind of do a little chant and this kind of thing. And then it turned in, they were actually going to do like a little protest through the, the hallways. And okay. then I asked my principal and my principal's like, yeah, let's do it. And then it turned in like the whole class got into it. So it's like something right. that was started as like a group of three or four students grew to a whole class, you okay. know, and then eventually became a whole school thing. And then the next year, um, I had students show up as like, when are we doing the protest through the hallways thing? Like, I was right. like, yeah. So like, it became like this, you know, almost like a tradition that they wanted to do because yeah. of what they saw other students do that as well.
0: That makes me think of um, like in Teach Like a Pirate. That's one of the, another great book by Dave Burgess. And he talks about the whole, could you sell tickets to your class? Like, is it that exciting? That you could actually sell tickets for people to come watch sure. and i really do think things like that make yeah. it that way
1: i don't think i could have sold tickets but definitely know, got kids pretty know. excited about you know certain projects and <laughs> and that was you know one of those things and and you know one of the ways that you can do this right so how could you shift right shift mm-hmm. your audience and, and one of the ways that you know that uh we've learned from uh reading the books and different things like that is what we call the kind of the raft model okay. um where you're kind of looking at um, you know, an acronym here, you know, we love acronyms in our education, the RAFT model, and that's the idea of taking a a project and looking at, all right, what is the role? Like, what is the, what's going to be the the role of the student? What is going to be the role of the topic? Um, how are they going to interact with this kind of project? And then the A obviously is going to stand for audience. And Mm -hmm. that's where you want to make that shift. Can I move this from just me seeing it as a teacher or just my class seeing it? or how could I bring in, and we'll talk about some of those other ways you can bring in outside audience as Mm -hmm. well. Same thing with format. And a lot of times the raft model too was used in writing. A lot of okay. times this was really helped to kind of guide the writing and then, you know, we just kind of adopted it into like the creation model instead of the writing model. Um, you know, what format is this going to be? And it's going to be a video, a podcast, et cetera. You know, how can I make this more visible for everybody? And then what's obviously going to be the topic, which is the T in our raft model. So this is one way that you can look at a project, you can look at something that students are creating and in town move it to a different mm-hmm. level as well. So. And
0: with technology, I mean, there's so much you could do now that we didn't have an option to be able to extend that audience as right.
1: well yep and so we talk about like extending the audience and just want to give you some examples of what you can do these are not obviously these are just few of the ones that we mm-hmm. came up with we're not limited to it any way that you can really extend the audience and we've already really talked about the idea of bringing in you know, the school, right? You know, even just opening up to your classmates can be sometimes a, a level. You know, yes. I think there's like a, there's a, there's a, you know, John talks about the typical semi-private teachers' classmates. I think moving it from teacher to even classmates, you're mm-hmm. going to get a shift, right? It's so almost like a 2A there. Um, but yeah, when you bring it to the whole school, one of the ways you can do that is by inviting family members, community members, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting them involved. And, if you know, the students know that someone's coming to see this a little bit differently we went to the, uh, Sangri Elementary had like a living... Um, museum yes. in oh. the expositions. You remember that? Yeah, and a so, lot yeah. of
0: elementary schools do that, yeah. Yeah, which
1: are really cool. Yeah, they're great. And you see the kids, I mean, the, the level of engagement, the kids are dressed mm-hmm. up, they're sitting there, they're doing an exposition where you're having to go and they're going to have to give a presentation. And right. then just the level of enthusiasm and engagement and knowledge, I mean, it's it's incredible. And if you could do that for multiple things, just think mm-hmm. about what you're going to get. So inviting in those family members, community members, things like that. So. Yeah,
0: they even do that with like mystery readers and things yep. like that. When a parent shows up, it's, oh, yeah. it's so exciting, especially for elementary. I mean, yeah. Of course, high school, they probably wouldn't be super excited, but. (laughs) No,
1: high school kids usually don't want to show up. Usually some things have gone wrong at that point. (laughs) But hey, that could be something we need to change. You know, maybe we need to get parents in there for the right reasons and not anything else, and so even. Like I said, you, uh, at the school I was at, we had school news programs. Mm-hmm. And so we would sometimes highlight. They would do like a package on some of the things we were doing. And then also play, like a highlight, the, like the virtual museum would show up there as well. Right. Um, even like we would make, you know, models and we would put them in the media center and like have the students vote on them. You know, just changing that little level of yeah. engagement really would get the kids going. I'll never forget too, one time we did that and I was like,
0: we were making them.
1: It was the first time I, I came up with this idea. We're making these projects, we're making models. And I was like, Man, these are really good. Like, and I was like, people need to see these. And it was just an unconscious decision. I was like, I told the kids, like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna put these at a media center and we're gonna let people vote on them. And the kids all all kind of pushed back a little bit, mm-hmm. but then the next day they come back and they've got all this other stuff now that they're gonna add yeah. to their model and they really dove into it even farther. And I was like, oh, you yeah. just see the levels of, of enthusiasm and engagement really mm-hmm. change significantly because of that. So
0: I did that even with, um, when I was an instructional coach at Daniel Island, um, one of the classes was doing sketch noting as just another version of being able to take notes. Um, and I did take pictures and I shared it on Twitter with the author of, um, Carrie Baucom. Uh, my pencil made me do it and she was so excited and she retweeted it. And just that alone, the kids were like, wait, that's my work. I mean, they were really excited. And then I started getting emails from Teachers sharing more yeah. sketch notes that they had done in the class when I wasn't even there. So yeah, just
1: taking pictures of your kids yep. and posting what they've done and in Schoology, you got the media albums things now, yeah. you can share those really easily and that can again move that level even more. Yep. Um, we talked about, you know, really taking it to other levels, doing like in a school assembly, or even you know, really getting everybody involved. Right. Uh, we're talking about virtual meets with experts and, and being able to show off what they've created. And then sometimes just kind of reframing your maker project and writing prompts. And what I mean by that is actually creating some kind of real-world scenario or even bringing in, like writing an editorial to the newspaper about this, or we're going to, you know, post something in the school newspaper about this. Just, you know, you can still have them write, and you can use your writing standards, but you can Mm -hmm. rephrase it in a way that that's going to make that writing more public and more visible. And I think you'll get a different level of writing from students when they do that. Definitely. And then, we, you know, so those are some ways that you can get those kind of, you know, shifts in there as well. Um, But we also want to talk about, like, what are some examples of what does it look like, right? And so Mm -hmm. we talk about in the classroom or bringing in classmates. Um, We talk about a gallery walk all the time. I think, you know, the power of a gallery walk, I think, sometimes gets underestimated. But, you know, just having that ability to go around and look at what's going on, I think, is a great one. We talked about the expositions. And then there's some questions that um, Dr. Dr. tuctor and novak brought in there and kind of you you brought up those questions um right here um oh as far as like to like, like to kind of guide in, the gallery walk and expositions yeah yeah
0: like what do you see what do you think what do you wonder um what kind of connections can you make or you know just kind of how can you challenge yourself or yeah. how can that person challenge you um and just i like that i used to think yeah. Um, now and I know. now I know, yeah, I do, my, I do
1: like that one. That's one I used to use a lot too. Yeah. I used yeah. to think and now I know, but just, yeah, give those questions to those kids to uh-huh. guide those. So it's not just, a, you know, kind of walking around doing nothing. But, right. Um, really kind of guide that as well. Um, one that, you know, we were actually, uh, I was working with one of my middle schools in, and that's per, you doing Ted talks mm-hmm. and you would think, you know, that's a really scary thing when you're talking about this. And, um, and when I brought this I, project idea mm-hmm. to the middle school teachers, they loved it brought it to the middle school students same thing what did I get shy skepticism like oh no all those stuff but then after a few minutes I started seeing students walking up to teacher can I change my topic to this can Mm -hmm. I change my topic to that what you what you saw was all right I was picking one initially because it was easy right and I could do it easily now that I know that somebody's going to see this Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick something that's a lot more up my alley it's a lot more what I'm passionate about something I'm going to do a better job with and so that just shows you the power of that audience is that enthusiasm kicks in almost immediately so yeah
0: because it's hard to talk about things that you're not passionate about i mean it's easy to just go through a list of the things that you may be googled to find out but um you have to be passionate about it to really get into it and
1: then to see that like in within minutes not Mm -hmm. even just you know not even day. within minutes they had already started changing their
0: topic they're getting
1: involved and what they created was was really fantastic so and and the teachers said we're doing that again this year we're doing it from day one yeah um so that's going to be something exciting i'm working with Um, podcasts are another great way Mm -hmm. to even do, to change engagement. You know, um, you don't have to send them out to the world, right? You gotta think about, you know, that, but you can just make them visible for students and make them visible to even your school. Um, and that can really change things as well. Right, so. and I
0: think with podcasts, is one of those things that it sounds so complicated, even I thought that way when we started doing this together as a right. team, where I'm like, oh my gosh, the podcast, that's, a, I don't know. But then when they really start talking about just audio yeah. or you, know, you have a little Google Meet going and you're recording that like we've done before. Right. Um, there's so many ways to do it. It's just a matter of having those conversations um, and sharing it. Sure,
1: and you don't have to have all this fancy information. No. Do it with your Chromebook. Do right. a little microcast, something like that. Yeah, um, there's all kinds of great ways. Reach out to your ILCs, and we'll be more than happy yes. to help you with that as well. Video creation, same thing. Anytime mm-hmm. they're creating a commercial, a public service announcement, or yep. anything, anytime you're creating, you know, videos that they know that other people are going to see that engagement enthusiasm really Mm -hmm. goes up high i think i love watching the the weather ones with the public service with like Uh the natural disasters like third grade i think is that standard yes yeah i love those are my favorite to work with as well and then anytime you can bring in any kind of project-based learning i think Mm -hmm. when you can have that connection to the real world and that's where you bring in maybe some some experts or community leaders or something like that and, and tie those into your standards and let that project grow. But make sure, again, it's visible to a bigger audience. That right. engagement, I think, even goes up another level as well. Mm-hmm. So
0: you yep. include them in the conversation. I mean, really, and the teacher doesn't have to be the one that makes the decisions. I mean, you can even have the, hey, this is generally what I'm thinking. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And some of them would be, you know, they get really creative and like, oh, we should invite this person or, you know, th- there's lots of ideas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so that is the the shift that we talk about, and we talk about these you know different shifts that come along that we learned in the side of this book, and this is just one of the chapters right. in it, and it really all is a shift in your mindset, right? right. Just taking that one project, think about that favorite project that you do and how can you move it up a level, how can mm-hmm. you increase that audience and, and to see how your children will grow as well, your students will grow, or that one project or, or one um, that one a standard that maybe is not your favorite mm-hmm. or the one that the kids really struggle with, you know, maybe changing that audience could be the way to, to make a difference. So, so I think, you know, just just kind of thinking about that really helps as well. So um, definitely want to give a shout out to our, our teachers that made it onto our podcast the yes. last couple of episodes, Timothy Kapazi and Ashley Wilson. She helped us out with the Schoology organizational one. So if you missed that one, go check it out. Definitely thank them. And then Lee Cook and her episode about creating authors in education yes. was really, really powerful. And then yep. if you missed that one, please go back and check out those as well, because you get, you know, you get, uh, you get credit for coming, to, you know, going to them. The Squadcast PD is up and ready to go. So. Anything we talked about is in our show notes, so check those out for resources. There's a link to the video if you want to check out the video. If you're just listening, there's also a link to the tech tip video. Um, and then also a link to that Innovation Squadcast PD that I was talking about. Every two episodes, you get one renewal credit, fill out a Google form that comes along with it. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to tell your friends to subscribe to YouTube mm-hmm. and Spotify. If you think it's gonna help them, get them watching and, and make sure you get those notifications for new episodes. And we wanna hear from you. We need episode yeah. ideas. We need topics we, that we wanna mail this podcast for you. So please reach out to us. Um, and if you wanna be on the podcast, you know we'd love to have you on as well, so. Thank you for being here, fam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time.